In today's show, we're looking back at the Detroit Pistons and their 2021-22 season. Season? Season? Season. And looking ahead at what might happen with these players in the future. I hope I can speak. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. As you're probably well aware, I'm recording these shows in advance. So there might be stuff that I talk about that's out of date. There might have been a weird trade that's happened, a, a reported injury. Anything could have happened in this time frame. So I apologize if I don't mention that because I am, um, as you're listening to this, uh, boarding a plane, heading, uh, heading out uh, of the country for the first time in two years. So that'll be pretty exciting. Three years. Two years? Three years. Three. Yeah. 2019 was the last time I went away. So that'll be exciting. So that's why some of this stuff is being pre-recorded. So there might be some stuff that we do miss, but that's okay. We're here to talk Pistons and what we saw from them last season and what we can maybe expect in the future. Let's look at their draft equity or draft capital. Third worst record, 23 and 59. That means they can fall down to the um, seventh spot in the draft. They also have um, pick 46 in this upcoming draft, which is from the net. So they don't have their own second rounder. That uh, that has gone to the Raptors, but they get the Nets pick 46, which is in that DeAndre Jordan salary dump. It's not that 46 is a good pick, but yeah, pick three, Holmgren, Smith, Banchero. They could get pick three. They could get one. Anywhere between one and seven, not including... No, one or seven, they can be anywhere in that range. So a lot of different um, possibilities for where they can end up. I'm looking here at Tankathon, and they have them at number three picking Paolo Banchero, which I think that'd be pretty good. I haven't done all my draft work yet, so I can't tell you how good that's going to fit or anything like that. We look at what their team was, as I said, 23 and 59 under Dwayne Casey. 28th offense, 24th in defense. I guess to be expected, they're bad in both areas. They overperformed expected win-loss by one. That's not a big deal, though. And honestly, they were bad until the end of the year when they started to come on, and that was when Cade Cunningham was firing. And that that's not a coincidence. Is it a coincidence or not? That's when Jeremy Grant was out? I don't know. But I do know that it wasn't a coincidence that they were playing well when Cade Cunningham was in charge and things were really popping off with him. That was uh, super impressive. In terms of their roster, they got Marvin Bagley, who showed some things. I don't think he's should be looked at as a future starting player for them, but he's a restricted free agent, so we'll see where that goes. They've got team options on Frank Jackson for $3 million, MC Hamadou Diallo for $5 million. Have a time. Frank Jackson for $3 million, I'd pick that up as a team option. I don't really believe in Hamadou Diallo. We'll talk about that later, but he's still only 23 and $5 million is fine. I, where this team is, you pick that up. They've got a $1.5 million team option on Luka Gaza. I don't think he's an NBA player. I'd happily let him go. And then they've got a $1.8 million team option on Carson Edwards, and I'm bloody sure that he's not someone I would pick up, so they can go. 
Corey Joseph has a $5 million player option. He's not getting $5 million on the open market unless the Pistons decide to re-sign him. If he opts out, that'll be the only way you get it. He'll probably be back. And they've got Scooter Magruder, who's an unrestricted free agent. I wouldn't be going out of my way to bring him back either, but of course, they probably will. Because almost every front office decision they make, I seem to disagree with. I guess we'll find out in four or five years' time who ends up being correct. But that's how it goes. I yeah, I agree with them picking Cade Cunningham. I agree with them picking Killian Hayes. I don't know if the Hayes pick worked out necessarily. But most other things they do, I don't really get. They've got a busy offseason. Jeremy Grant's got one year left at $21 million. Do they trade him? It looks like they will. What do they get back? What do they do with Kelly Linick, who's got two years left? Almost $13 million next year, then a partially guaranteed 12 the following year. Um, They've got... What else do they have in terms of potential contract extension for Killian Hayes? They probably won't do that. Potential contract extension for... Oh, no, we're not No, we're not there for Hayes. He's only played two years. Sorry, my bad. We're not at uh, extensions for those guys. And that's there's not a huge amount that happens in this offseason apart from what do they do with Jeremy Grant? What do they do with Kelly Olenek? They're two highest paid players. Do they move on from them? What do they do with Marvin Bagley? Do they bring him back? That is, they're the questions that they have. Blake Griffin's off the books. Donre Jordan's still on there for $7.8 million. Ludicrous decision. Dwayne Dedman's still on there for $3 million. Ludicrous decision as well. And I believe Corey Joseph's still on there. Is that right? That can't be right. No, no, let's ignore that. That's his player option. Um, so the, their cap's not the cleanest. They've got some cap space, but not a huge amount. And a lot of guys under contract. So it'll be very interesting to see exactly what route the Troy Weaver goes down in this offseason. The Grant and the Linux ones are key. Obviously, you bring in that first round pick, that's going to be key as well. Uh, Jamalco, Jamalco Pickett, also a restricted free agent after his two-way year. Braxton Key, similarly. I think Key might be on a two-year two-way, though, so we'll have to watch that one. I thought Key showed enough. Um, I'd much rather have him there st- uh, stealing minutes rather than Rodney Magruder stealing them. Or, you know, soaking up minutes versus stealing them, as in Magruder's case. But that's where we sit with the Pistons at the moment. Before we get into talking about the players, though, I'm going to talk about Built Bar, because it is the best-tasting protein bar ever. Built Bar tastes like a candy bar. You know candy bars are great. We love them. They taste amazing. I'm not going to lie to you. But they're packed full of fat. They're sugar, calories. They're through the roof, and their protein is non-existent. But if you want to go swing the other way and go, I'm just going to eat healthy, I'm going to have protein bars. They taste like garbage. Yes, they're high in protein and low in calories, but where's the taste? Well, Built Bar's in the middle here because they taste great, but they're low in calories and low in fat and low in sugar and high in protein, just like a protein bar. Best of both worlds, some may say. In fact, the some who say that are me. So get your Built Bars. Go across to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll save 15% off your order when you do that. You'll get boxes of Built Bars. They'll flood your house. They're that good. Go to Built.com, use the code LOCKED15 and get yourself boxes of Built Bar. Built Bar is built different. Let's talk players. Who was the best fantasy player on this team? It was. It was Cade Cunningham. I think people might be surprised at that. My name is Richie Cunningham. Especially if you weren't listening to the last couple of shows I did or the uh, the show I did talking about Rookie of the Year and that sort of stuff. Well, I actually don't know if I mentioned it there. But 52nd ranked player on a per game basis. His ADP was 74. I think that was the right area to draft him in that 60 to 70 range and it paid off pretty easily. Points league was 54th. Average 34 points. Where's he going to go next year? Let's look at what he did. 
33 minutes, 17, 5.5 and 5.5, and 1.2 steals, 1.8 threes, 42 and 85. So I can look at that straight away and go, all right, 33 minutes probably becomes 34. The 17 points probably becomes 21. The 41.6% shooting, which includes 47 from 2 and 31 from 3, that could blow into 47%. And that is a top 30 player. You will not be able to draft Cade Cunningham outside the first two rounds. Sorry, outside the first three. You won't do it. Outside the top 36, it's not going to happen. He's going to have an ADP around 35. It could end up being a risk. What you need is him being a four percentage point better shooter. Play an extra minute or two, and you're there already. You maintain the steal rate, the assists and that. That can go up, I think. I think he's going to be really, really good. Obviously, I've, I thought he was the number one player for like three years before this draft class. I'm very excited to see what he can bring. Interestingly, he didn't lead this team in Raptor War, and he had a big negative in Raptor, negative 1.6. That's a little concerning. His EPM was negative 0.5. That's 62nd percentile. Again, not, not great. 50% true shooting, 47% effective field goal. That's They're both 18th percentile. That's highlighting what we said. These shooting percentages are rough. 54% at the rim. Got to the rim enough. That's bad. That's He needs to finish better. Assist rate, great. Really good. Needs to cut down on turnovers. From the free throw line, excellent. Steal and block rate, really good. There's a lot of improvement still to come. LeBron didn't love him. Negative 0.89. But that doesn't love rookies in general. On off, plus 2.6. Oh, that's interesting. The other starters, nearly all negatives. Hayes, Sadiq, Jeremy was barely a positive. But Cade was. He was a big positive. That's very interesting, isn't it? That he was able to be that good. I think there's a lot here. This is a future. If you're in a dynasty league, he, he is a top 10 player. There is not one startup dynasty league that will start where he doesn't get drafted in the top 10. Even before this season, he was drafted in the top 12, 14 of most dynasty leagues. This is 17, 5.5, and 5.5. And what does it top out at? 25, 5, 7.5, 1.5 steals, 2.5 threes, the 0.7 blocks, 48 and 88. Yeah. Why can't his numbers be Zach Levine ish with more assists and steals? That's top 20 very easily. He's 20 years of age. Doesn't turn 21 for like five months. I think he's going to be very good. And if you're looking in Dynasty, this is top 10, top 8 type territory. I was very impressed with understanding there is plenty of room for him to, to improve. Future MVP, I don't know. Future all MVP, all NBA player? Yeah, probably. Double-digit all-star potential? Yeah, like I say, seven all-stars probably be the range to go for, but 10, yeah, no worries. I really like what he can do. I'm very, very... Look, I guess some of it is that I was super bullish on him heading into the draft. The last three months, he confirmed what I thought of him, even though there were a lot of struggles. I'm very big on him. And fantasy-wise, you won't see him outside the top 50 for another 10 years, is my guess. I'm very, very big on him, if you, you, know, if you weren't aware of that already. Let's look at the next player on the list, and that is Jez Grant, 66th ranked player this year. Probably better than I anticipated he would be. 
especially with some of the struggles he had. He just turned 28. He only played 47 games. Fake knee injury to end the year. Had that thumb issue earlier in the year as well. 19 points in 32 minutes. Four rebounds. Look, that's putrid as a power forward. He scores well. Two threes a game. He blocked a shot a game. 0.9 steals. 43 and 84. In points leagues, he was 74th, averaging 32 fantasy points. One year left on his deal. I think he's gone. I don't think they're going to keep him around. I don't think they should. His Raptor was a negative 1.3. That's not particularly good for a guy that's supposed to be his best player. He's 28 years of age, as I said. He had 25 usage. Kate had 27, by the way. His EPM was strong, plus 1.6. True shooting right on league average at 50. Didn't finish well at the rim. Shot okay from three. Took way too many mid-rangers. Way too many. And he was in 27th percentile there. 36% on his mids. Took too many of them. Bad shot selection. Assist rate was all right. Turned it over too much for how limited of a passer he is. Block rate was really good, but I don't know how much I trust that. LeBron was impressed with him as well. On-off, 0.9, which on this team is, is good. But... Yeah, 28 years of age. Will he ever be in a position to be the number one guy on a team like he was in Detroit? I'd, I really don't think so. So I would suggest that Jeremy Grant's run or ability to be a top 100 player, I don't think it's happening again. You might get one year of it. And even next year, if he stays in Detroit, he won't be top 70. I would guess 90. So I think the usage will come down a bit and he won't lead the team in scoring. And if he goes to another team, he's role is going to decrease I at this early stage I don't like to do this will I do it yeah I'll do it I think that he will not be a draftable player inside the top 120 next year if he's in Portland he's not a top 100 player I don't think I'm down on him 28 a couple of years left at this level and needs to settle back into his rightful position as the fourth offensive option who, who plays really good defense I'm, I'm, I'm not big on him. 74th in points leagues as well. 32 fantasy points. I think I said that already. Let's go to the next guy. The depressed penis. Sadiq Bay. Um, I don't know what to say about him exactly. Because he's a guy that I think is really overvalued as a prospect. And we saw some absolutely wild... We have a consistency metric on Basketball Monster. And you would think Cade Cunningham's inconsistency would kill him. Uh, Bayes was worse. He was the most inconsistent player on this team. Like, very bad. He played all 82 games again. Played 81, I think, last year. That's really good. But a quick reminder. Avoiding injury in your first two years does not mean that you're Wolverine. It does not mean that you avoid injury forever. Shout out Brooke Lopez, Russell Westbrook, Damian Lillard. It doesn't mean it. You cannot you cannot be that person. You are not. He is not Wolverine. I'll take Sadiq Bakes. He just plays every game. Yeah, sure, but no. It doesn't work that way. Let me assure you. And you'll disagree. Well, he's done it two years, Josh. Fuck are you talking about? It does not protect him from injury. It is valuable that he did that. Doesn't mean it happens. Again, like Jeremy Grant, needs his role. Tried to do too much with the ball early this year. Admittedly, he improved in that sort of area as the season went on. 
I just don't think that's him. I don't think he's a very good defender. He can't pass. Although he... Not he can't pass. That's not true. That improved as the season went on. A lot. I just think he's not a big creator. He shouldn't be that big creator. 21 usage is fine. 16 and 5. 2.6 triples. Yep, low steals and blocks. Under 40% from the field. Because he couldn't hit his twos at all. I think last year was the opposite where he couldn't hit threes. Oh, no, no, he was the same. He was hitting 40% of threes and like 20% of twos at one point last year. 33 minutes a night. He's 111th in category leagues, 94th in points leagues, averaging 29. I think he steps it up next year. I think Grant won't be there and he will move into a role where he will probably get a little bit more usage. And the easy jump there is 0.9 steals to 1.2 steals. That's not a big jump and he can do that. I just think his impact is not as high as some may suggest it is, defensively especially. Way below average true shooting and effective field goal percentage. Didn't finish at the rim well. Didn't shoot his mid-range as well. Was solid on threes, but not spectacular. Doesn't rebound all that well. His LeBron numbers were low. His on-off was a negative 4.7. That's concerning. It's a bad number. His um, Raptor was 14th on this team and negative 2.4. That's concerning. Contributed 0.4 wins above replacement. It's not good. So I do think that there is a scope for him. Who He is 23, by the way, so he's not super-duper young. But he's 23. I think there's scope for him to maybe average 18 and 6 next year, and you hope for 1.2 steals, and that makes him a top 100 guy. I don't really ever see top 50 in him, though. I don't, I don't really see that with him. I, I think he's a a role player, catch-and-shoot guy who should be 3 and D, but doesn't shoot the 3 that well and doesn't D that well. And that's that's a concern, isn't it? But it's not a concern if you want good sunglasses. Looks like I've got the answer for you. Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Ray's Insane Protection Program. Shady Ray's includes lost and broken protection on every pair, and that will send you a new pair if you lose them no matter what happened. Now, hang on, I was just on autopilot there. Excuse me, Ray? You're just, if I lose a pair, you're just going to give me a new one. If I don't like them, you're going to give me a new one. Shady, senile Ray, my guy. I'll give him a try. If you don't love him, you'll pay nothing. This doesn't, I know I say this every time. But how is that right? It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to Fight Hungry in America when you shop with Shady Rays. Exclusively for all our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com and use the code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more... They added again. Two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Code is locked on for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Ray sunglasses backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. Always, I always get shook reading that. I go, fuck, what's he doing? Just giving away sunnies. My guy, Shady Ray, calm down. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming glass. I don't like Isaiah Stewart as a prospect. I didn't at all, even as a rookie. But he played better than I thought. I got sucked in. His ADP was 66. I went, all right, who the hell else is their center? They are building for the future. So surely they run their young prospect who they like, that I don't. Big minutes. Ah, uh, Dwayne Casey went, Josh, 
fuck you. And I went, ah, oh, fair enough then. Fair enough. Can't argue with that uh, um, uh, logic. Played under 26 minutes a night. He averaged eight points and nine boards, Isaiah Stewart did. He blocked a shot a game. Shot 51 from the field and 72 from the line. In the end of the year, he started taking pull-up threes. I went, hang on a second. And he did the thing again where towards the end of the year, he went, oh, maybe there's something here. Will I get sucked in again? I don't think so. But in saying all of that, 160th ranked fantasy player this year, Alphos, 143rd in points leagues, like a gigantic bust, a huge bust in round six where you drafted him, maybe round seven as the center position dried up. But again, I, I'm going to turn myself away from doing it, but I'm looking at it and go, I'm going to get sucked in again because I'm going to go, who else do they have? Surely now in his third year, they play him 30 minutes a night. He averages 12 and 10 with 1.6 blocks and a steal and shoots 55, and now he's contributing a three a game. Yeah, that's top 100. I but Jesus Christ. Like, the opportunity was there this year. Defensively, EPM through the roof. 84th percentile. Overall contribution, solid. The problem is, as a center, why is your effective field goal percentage at 52? You're hitting 33% of your threes, but you're not taking enough. That'll have to come up, and you can't finish at the rim at all. 55% rim finishing is horrific. It's so bad. Terrible passer. Doesn't get any steals, but a good rebounder. Where was he in their Raptor? Well, pretty low. Negative 2.2, just ahead of Sadiq Bay. Defensively good, offensively struggled. I think he's a very limited prospect. Offensively, really struggles. Very limited. But do they give him 28 a night next year? That's going to depend on the draft and free agency a little bit, isn't it? I won't get sucked into going that high on him. But if he finishes 65th, I won't be shocked because there is the ability to be 12, 10, 1.5 blocks, 57% shooting, 75 from the line, which is actually fine for that area. I just don't trust him as a player to be that good. He hasn't turned 21. He's about to turn there soon. And I know a lot of... Um, yeah, projection systems do tend to like him. Darko, we had Costa on here talking about him uh, earlier in the season, saying that yeah, his system at that point, you really like where Stewart can go. And you know, I made a, a point on that show to say, I don't, I don't like him as a prospect at all. But your numbers are telling me something. So let's invest what happens. But the numbers on, on him really dipped as the season went on. From where they had trended towards the end of last season on Darko, they started to fall away really quickly and they started to recover, but not back to where they were end of rookie season. Will Isaiah Stewart have top 100 fantasy seasons? Maybe one or two. Will he ever push the top 80? At this point, I'd have to say no. I don't really... Yeah, you're, you're aware. I, I don't like him as a player particularly. And yeah, he let us down quite a bit this year. Kelly Olenek. I thought they'd play him 24 a night. I don't know why they signed him. Why'd they sign him three years, 36 million? If they were going to play him 19 minutes a night. He played, what, 40 games? He hurt his knee. He averaged nine and four with half a block. Didn't shoot all that well. Three assists are nice. 192nd ranked player. Really disappointing year for Linux. 189th in points leagues. But you're not going to be shocked to know this. He led the team in Raptor. He was third on the team in war, Raptor War, despite playing 700 minutes. That's almost 1,000 less than um, what's over. It's, it's more than it's 1,300 less than Cade Cunningham, yet contributed to more wins, apparently, using that system. 
you don't believe that system, let's look at EPM. You're second on the team there. 0.8. Had two estimated wins, which was, what, fifth on the team, despite those low minutes. But his EPM was second on the team. Positive offensive and defensive. LeBron, positive second best player on the team versus using the LeBron metric. On off, Kelly Olenek, plus 2.9. Even though he played limited minutes, when he was on there, he was really, really useful. Now, he's 31 years of age. They shouldn't necessarily. Like I, The signing made no sense, apart from the only reason I could understand the signing was, hey, he can shoot, he can open up the floor for Cade Cunningham. I get that. And they didn't play him. So it made even less sense. So if you're not going to play him with Cade, to help open up the floor, to give him a shooter. What's he doing on this team? Trade him. Get rid of him. There's no need for him. Will Kelly Linick ever have a run like he did in Houston at the end of last season? Probably not, where he's like, what, top 30 at one point? Will he be able to crack top 100? I don't really see it happening. But he was good enough and made an impact on this team. They just didn't use him as correctly as I thought they should have. Killian Hayes. Killian Hayes is younger than Isaiah Stewart. He's like a month older than Cade. He has had some real struggles. He was the 203rd ranked player this year in category leagues. He was the 195th ranked player in points leagues. He struggled a lot. What did he average? Seven points in 25 minutes. Three rebounds, four assists, 1.2 steals. Shot 38%, which includes 26 from three and 45 from two, 77 from the line. Blocked half a shot. They're, they're really bad numbers. Averaged 20 fantasy points. Am I out on him? Not entirely. Offensively, he's a bit of a disaster. Shooting and scoring-wise, he's not very good. Passing, I like it. Defense, I really like it. Is there a chance he could end up having a Marcus Smart-like career? Well, I think that's probably your best bet at this stage. Yeah, his overall EPM and all that stuff it was bad. Like, just horrendous. Yeah, seventh percentile e, e field goal percentage. That's really bad. 20, uh, 22nd percentile finishing at the rim. Bear in mind, all of this happened with him shooting 50% from mid-range, a number which is not going to stick. The, the advanced stats didn't like him at all. LeBron, way down on him. EPM down on him. Raptor, down on him. There was some fantasy appeal at the end of the year. I don't get him playing only 25 minutes while Corey Joseph also played 25. Just give him 29 and see what happens. But long-term, I don't... Th I thought him and Cade actually worked all right together. But as much as I liked him as a draft prospect, it hasn't really happened. And I think you should be investigating who else can play next to Cade and not, not him. And that's going to be you know, probably a waste of a pick at number seven. But I think you think you needed to try it more. Negative 4.1 is a bad net rating as well. Will he ever be able to be a top 70 fantasy guy? I really doubt that. Top 100? Maybe. Maybe. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen next year. Otherwise, it's done. And how they approach the offseason is going to be really interesting as opposed to you know where Hayes sits. He got stayed healthy this year. He's still only 20. So I'm not completely writing him off. But shit, it doesn't look good. Corey Joseph, 212th ranked fantasy player, played 25 minutes, 8, 3, and 4.6 deals. I, 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 I don't understand. Yes, he was negative 0.3 Raptor, which is okay. 
Yeah, 54th in EPM, 54th percentile EPM. That's 242nd in the NBA. Yeah, that's all right. True shooting above average, no problem. 41% from three. I don't buy that long term, but yeah, good. But what's the point of him? Like, literally, what's the point? He was plus 2.5 on off, which is a good number. I just don't think we need to be looking. He'll pick up this player option to stay around. He's only 30. He's turned 31 a couple of months. But honestly, he should be going, start to go the way of Garrett Temple real soon, where I know the coaches love him, but eventually they just go, fuck, we can't do this anymore. We can't put him out there. He, he can produce some okay defensive moments, but I think he's highly overrated on that end. He's just a thoroughly average player or below average player and played too much. Hamadou Diallo, 24 years of age or 24 soon. Played 58 games, 22 minutes, 11 points, five rebounds. And people will look at him and go, he averaged 11 points in 22 minutes. 11 and five, man, 22 minutes. That's so good. Yeah, but but is it though? Like The scoring pops out. Not many guys average double-digit scoring on this team. Cade, Jeremy, Sadiq, and Frank Jackson. And then Diallo, fourth leading scorer on this team. But what the hell else is he doing? Defensively, not bad. Up there in, in Raptor on this team. Raptor likes him. Um, EPM likes him. Really good defensive numbers. Is he this good of a defender? I don't know. I don't think that he is. LeBron actually really hated him as an offensive player, and that tends to align more with how I view him. He was a negative 0.3 on-off, which is okay. But, you know, bad free-throw guy. Doesn't really get assists. Doesn't hit threes at all. Okay rebounder. Is there... I don't think there's any top 100 fantasy upside for Hamadou Diallo at all. Should they try him next to Cade instead of Killian Hayes? Maybe. I just think his complete lack of spacing and shooting and uh, the fact that Dwayne Casey hates him probably goes against him. I don't have faith in him long-term. Braxton Key, the locksmith. I liked what he did at the end of the year. He is 25 though, and he showed it only for 11 games. He averaged 18 minutes, 7 points, 5 rebounds, a steal, a block. Didn't shoot particularly well. But I thought there was a little bit there with him. Defensively, I thought he was really good. Enough for me to suggest that they could bring him back. And what was he? 235th fantasy player this year. Per game, 214th in points leagues. In 18 minutes. Enough to suggest that deeper leagues and deeper dynasties will pay a little bit of attention to him. I thought he was okay. His advanced numbers are all really positive. I don't know if he ever develops into a starter. But defensively, he's I think he's good. Marvin Bagley. 24 minutes a night. Oh, sorry, I lied. There was he he was the fourth leading scorer. Eleven points, seven rebounds. Half a block in twenty-four minutes, half a steal, 0.8 assists, 0.5 threes. Like the fantasy contributions and shit free throws. He's so bad for category leagues. Points leagues, he's a lot better, 165th. But really, can they afford to play him and Stewart together? If they do trade Grant, I wouldn't have thought so. Not enough spacing. Um, I just, I don't buy it. I don't buy it with him as a long-term good NBA player. If he's ever in a 30-minute-a-night role, you're going to love him in points leagues. But his lack of assists, steals, and blocks, poor free throws, um, lack of threes means he's a points and rebounds player only in category leagues. And it's just not worth it for most of them. I don't really see it. 
he wasn't he wasn't horrific in his advanced numbers. They're all okay. That that was solid enough. And if he yeah he was at negative two point two in his time in Detroit, on off, it's okay. I I just I wouldn't be banking on him. Hey, he's going to be their future starter next year when they trade Grant. They might do it. I don't think that's a long term solution for them though. Isaiah Livers, actually older than Marvin Bagley. Remember that when you're talking about Livers. 20, 20 minutes a game, six points, shot the ball pretty well, really well. 42% from three, 0.7 steals. Is he a rotation NBA player? I think so. Some okay advanced numbers, really low usage player. Shot the ball extraordinarily well. Basically, every one of his shots came from three. Defensively held up pretty strongly. Thought he was all right. LeBron doesn't like him as a, as a metric for some reason. Um, so that's something you got to pay attention to. He was a plus 6.6 on-off, which is really good. He was sort of middle of the pack in Raptor, but he only played 380 minutes. He missed the start of the season with an injury. Um, again, ideal backup behind Sadiq Bey. A chance to start next to Sadiq Bey at some point? Maybe. That's all possible. But nothing about him. I don't look at him and it stands out and goes, well, with Isaiah Livers here, we've got you know, a, a little bit of stuff... Um, yeah, sorted for the future. He's 23. I think there is something there with him, but I wouldn't say that it is... I wouldn't say that it's awesome stuff. It's okay. Saban Lee. I would love for them to give him the minutes over Corey Joseph, but if we're, on, if we're serious, on a real team, his offense is just too bad. It's, it's just not good enough to cut it. He's just so bad there. Defensively, he can be okay. And he can generate steals and get assists at a very high rate, which has a lot of fantasy utility. But you know, do you want to play him? Probably not. 16 minutes, 5 points, 3 assists, 0.9 steals. Like in 16 minutes, that's what, six per th- that's like 8 assists per 36, 2.2 steals per 36. They're huge numbers. 39% shooting, including 23% from threes, why you can't get on the court. And I don't think he's going to have that long-term value. Yeah, the rest of their roster, Carson Edwards, Jamarco, Jamarco Pickett, Luca Garza. I don't really see Pickett and Garza as um, long-term NBA players at all. Frank Jackson's at 24. He scored well, but he was inefficient, and he does absolutely nothing else. I think he's probably one of the worst fantasy players you could find, especially for category leagues. Points leagues is a bit better, but I don't think you ever want him playing a bigger role than 22 minutes a night. He just kills you in too many He can get super hot. He can also get super cold. And like his advanced numbers would suggest that he's just not a reliable enough player. And I think that the old eye test would suggest something pretty similar. Interesting, they didn't mention this before. The worst player in this team using the LeBron metric was Corey Joseph. And that actually, is, that, that makes sense with my eye test. Is that, yeah, he wasn't particularly good. Didn't really see that him as being the worst player though. Who's the worst player according to EPM? Well, according to these guys that barely play, we won't count those guys. The, the guy that was on the roster at the end of the year, Jamorco Pickett was the worst. Carson Edwards and Saban Lee. Yeah, that tracks. All right, that'll do it for me. Talking about the Detroit Pistons. Again, don't really need to talk about Pickett or Garza here, I don't think. Um, I, don't, I don't see them as NBA players. Um, follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app here on YouTube. Thumb it up. Leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.